Yo, what up, everybody? This is a an episode basically recapping um, the Oscars of this year, 2020, which focuses on films that came out in 2019. Uh, on this episode, I talked to people who've been on this show before, Dominic Griffin and Roxana Haddadi. Uh, they're split. It's not together. So it's like two sections. Um yeah, it's a lot of film talk. This is I'm a film critic. One of my any things I, I do and occasionally for those who may not have a try, uh, listened to my show before, there are film focused episodes. So I hope you enjoy this this openly uh non specific episode about the Oscars full of candor and thoughts on parasites and the academy as such. Um, you in the show notes, you can find all the links on how to find and get links to how to follow both of my guests, Dominic Griffin and Roxana. Also on the website or any way you, whatever way you see it in all the words and stuff connected to the episode, you can you can find ways to figure this all out and see. So, um, ignorant bliss podcast at gmail.com is the email. Like, share, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Podcasts are all the ways in which you can find and search for and listen to podcasts. IGBL Podcast on Twitter. My personal handle is Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E. On most social media, you can find Ignorant Bliss Podcast on Facebook. There's a page. I don't have a group, even though it seems like Facebook is all we talk about is groups now. Um, that's all. Hope you enjoy the episode and peace. Cool, cool. So, man, how you doing? Welcome back. Pretty good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me back on. Oh man, I'm chilling. You know, we we just finished, uh, I guess, a movie Super Bowl or like kind of like wrestling. You, you got <laughs> through, the, through Mania, yeah, which means the season actually doesn't stop. We just go to the next week of movie. <laughs> 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 you know, it's just continuous. There is no breaks. It's relentless. So, um, is it safe to say that that the Oscars kind of like shocked? Everybody, like, because I sure enough wasn't expecting Parasite to get anything other than like international film or whatever. You know, I want to say I think it was a surprise. I think it was definitely a surprise that Parasite did as well as it did. But I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't super crazy shocked. And I'll say that it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Fear Moonlight one. You know, uh, obviously, when Moonlight won, there was a, a lot of controversy around the whole envelope fumbling and La La Land and all that jazz. But, like, Moonlight winning, Moonlight being Best Picture, I remember thinking, I feel like a lot of the voters that voted for this movie really didn't, like, they did it because they felt like they, like, were supposed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I have a hard time believing that the the same voting body that voted for Green Book, you know, voted for Parasite for any reason other than the fact that it had a lot of momentum and a lot of people kept talking about it. And it was, you know, it was a very powerful sort of like zeitgeisty kind of movie. And I think they just like 
didn't want to look lame for not liking it, which is <laughs> fine by me. I don't like. I don't care how it happens. I'm glad it happened. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a shock. Yeah, man. I just think there was this secret group chat that for like everybody <laughs> under forty, they decided not to split their vote up this time. They were like, we're gonna do it in a team effort. We're gonna do this. We're gonna get Parasite to win. We can't let the old LA people win. You know, I will say something too. It's like we talk. I think we've talked about this before. That it's like I feel like even though the Oscars can have some really bad duds and sometimes things can be really embarrassing, like like Green Book, um, <laughs> the Oscars tends to be, I feel like, closer to like an agreeable consensus than like the Grammys does for music. No, you know, I feel like now. we know we now know the Grammys are cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so there's a sense of like, it's like, yeah, this this seems about right. You know, I, you know, maybe for some people it's debatable whether or not Parasite was really as good as all the hype and stuff. But this feels right. I mean, it's, it was a huge movie. I think it's a big deal that like a foreign film was able to to penetrate and and connect with so many people here stateside. And you know, it's a dope movie. Bon Joon Ho is a cool filmmaker. He's like entertaining in real life. The cast doing the whole tour of award season was entertaining and fun and cool and like I don't know it felt right you know yeah yeah I was actually I was I was I was I was I was pleased when I was watching the last 45 minutes or so of the show we're like oh the wings keep on coming like oh oh this is good we got some good speeches he's gonna get drunk yeah okay this is this is what's up um Especially considering that every other, other, almost all the other categories were such like foregone conclusions. You know, there weren't any surprises. It was just like all the acting categories were exactly what we expected. So, mm-hmm. you know, seeing a pull out that best director win was like I was real grateful for that because I'm I'm pretty much good on 1917. So like, yo, I was I was sure I was sure that joint was going to win. Like I was like. That joint has so much momentum. It won so many awards, and I was like, you know, we talked about it shortly. Like to me, it's a de- it's a good movie. It's yeah, Lord it's of fine. the Rings. You know what I'm saying? It's Lord, like it's Lord Minus of the Rings. All of the cool shit that actually happens it's in Lord like, of the Rings. It's like this should have been the Tolkien movie instead of the Tolkien movie, but. You know, Loki. I'm a little bit surprised that somebody because you know Amazon's like redoing Lord of the Rings or whatever. With like all the you know all the Bezos money, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm low key amazed somebody wasn't like oh if we are gonna redo it here's how we could, but mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's a that's a phone call Roger Deakins might have hung up on like <laughs> Roger we we want to do it again but with orcs H- hello click Mr Deakins, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it was a lot of foregone conclusion the the funniest part of the entire night well. Actually, no. It's Eminem appearing as an old man, and everyone's everyone's face, everyone's faces. It was like you could see the ones who were like, I split it up. It's like they were the millennials and the late Xers because they were head nodding and knowing every lyric. There was the old people like, I don't know what's going on. And then there's Billie Eilish, completely, utterly flabbergasted. Like, who is this old man on the stage? I think, I mean, to be fair, though, I think, I mean, obviously, I think she knows who Eminem is. I can't, I can't imagine a young white person that doesn't, you know, but, like, it's not so much just, like, oh, why is Eminem here? It's just more, like, 
okay, I, I get that you did not perform the year that you won, and that was like 20 years ago almost. <laughs> so long. It, it's just random to do. And I know it's because he had like the new album out to promote and stuff, but like that whole montage of music was really cool otherwise. Yeah. It was such a cool... You know, yeah, music and film is really important. This is a neat little. I like. I like the. I wish the Oscars had more like montage things, like you know, to celebrate old movies. It would be cool if they showed other movies before like 1980 as well. But it's, yeah. they're, they're neat. I like the montages. But I remember there was a moment in it where it was building up to like, oh man, I think I've seen more Eminem in this montage than I did like Humphrey Bogart. That's weird. Something seems wrong. And then it just cut to the performance. Now it's like. Yeah, this is wrong. This is all very wrong. And they messed his sound up too, because it's like he couldn't get like it wasn't sounding right for the first thirty seconds of the song, which is the key part of the song. Which That's is, the most know, important part. Mom spaghetti, like come on, sound people. <laughs> Nobody does anything past the first verse. <laughs> I, I remember thinking like, is he gonna like? Is this gonna be like a medley where he's gonna move into like another song, like? I think the only way this would have been, like, more baffling is if he just came out and performed the song from Venom, you know? Like, that while we're talking about crazy. great Eminem movie music. <laughs> I almost wish it, he did a rap medley. Like, you go, Eminem, then I wanted to see Juicy J and Paul, and Taraji, and then you could have put, like, Lin-Manuel up there. He could just, like, well, next year you get to hear Hamilton. <laughs> You know, Lin Manuel Miranda. If they had waved at him in the crowd, he would have run up and just jumped in it. You yeah. know, like he's always seems so ready to like rap about nerdy shit. So like that would have been fine. <laughs> it's just, it was so strange, man. Um, like, I, if they, it would have been, it would have been more interesting if they had had like Eminem do sort of the opening performance thing that like Janelle and them did mm. you know like if they made him like freestyle about all the movies or something like that would have been weird but like it would have at least been like relevant it just it seems so odd to me like let's have a longer musical performance of a winner from 2002 than any of the nominees for this year <laughs> then oh yeah that weird uh frozen performance where it was like all the else's that was a bit much too. I was like, like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, I'm confused. Y'all can't even like harmonize. Like, this isn't. <laughs> this is not the song for this. This concept. Yeah, and then was it you? Is it Utash? I can't say his name right, but the cool South Asian guy that just started rapping as a recap. I was like, "Is this? This is a thing now, huh?" Like, this yeah, I remember doing. thinking like. This is corny. I remember thinking that he seems like a nice guy or whatever. I'm not. I'm personally not. I don't know if I'm gonna sound like an asshole for this, but I'm personally not into like Hamilton rap or any of that type of like. I just mm-hmm. don't like that sort of like Target commercial rap that a lot of people like because of Hamilton. Same. Um, yeah, like, Same just, I just hear that and I'm just like, oh, I'd rather cut my ears off. Uh, but again, that made like if Eminem had popped up to do what that guy did, I would like that would have been corny. But I would have been like, oh, well, that makes sense. Eminem's like a hugely famous person. He They're trying Oscar. to pop a rating. He <laughs> won an Oscar. He's an actual Oscar winner. And if Eminem is here to be like, you know, here's what it's like a parasite or something like, you know, with a bunch of like multi-syllable, you know, rhymes and stuff would have been strange, but it would have made sense. But miracle, miracle. I guess. <laughs> lyrical, lyrical, miracle. Yeah. I guess I'm cool with the fact that like they were trying to make the telecast more fun, right? They were trying to make it like a little bit more interesting. Um, but you know, you could have just gotten like 
a cool host. I don't know why you're, I mean, the whole being afraid of having a host, like, you know, because of they might have bad tweets or whatever is, yeah, is silly. Years ago, yeah. Just like, I don't know. I, I, I thought they, it's like, I guess I could say it's like, uh, you know, like A for effort. You know, it's still a really long show with a lot of like corny, boring pieces. Uh, the awards are still very dependent on what crop of films come out in any given year, you know. Uh, and I guess they did a good job to try to make it seem a little more like valuable to more people. But I, I, I guess the best thing I can say is like, I can't believe that like my favorite movie of the year won all these big awards in the second half of the telecast. And I still felt kind of bored, you know, like even though I was hyped for Parasite, the show itself, I was still kind of like whatever on. So it's like one of my complaints for the Oscars has always been that the films I really care about are always shafted. So the fact that the film I really cared about wasn't shafted and I still didn't like give that much of a shit just means that maybe the Oscars are hopeless. <laughs> and, and I should just accept that like this is what it's going to be like every year. And, and, you know, that's just that. What do, you, what do you think? You think the Oscars got like maybe <clears throat> five more years on TV? You think like in a, at a certain point it should just be like some type of weird streaming thing? It's going to be on Facebook Live. No, <laughs> You're just going to get a notification. Like, it'll be on Twitch or it'll be on YouTube. Things that make yeah, money. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, I, don't know, I think like I think it will continue being on TV. I mean, I, I just I think about the Oscars and I think like you know. It's the the Grammys at least has like okay even if you have a year of the Grammys where like a bunch of shitty terrible music wins awards, a bunch of big famous artists are always going to want to perform at the Grammys. You know what I mean? So even like a, a bad music year could yield like a good Grammy uh, telecast. Like you could have a lot of really cool performances, people teaming up, and you know somebody that we like is probably dead and they're going to get a cool medley from a bunch of people that they, if they were alive, would not want singing their songs. You know, there's, there's stuff that's going to happen that'll make the Grammys interesting regardless of, of who's nominated and who wins. But I think the Oscars are hamstrung a little bit in that like every couple of years they try to experiment things to make it more exciting and like none of it works. <laughs> like, I think I've watched the Oscars at least in part, every year for the last, like, I would say probably, like, 15 to 20 years. I mean, I watch it pretty regularly. Yeah. And I can't think of one where I'm like, oh, you know what? That was a good Oscars. <laughs> you know? Like, there's not a single one. Even this one is one where I guess I would go, hey, a lot of stuff I liked won awards, and there were a couple of nice moments. And even then, I already don't remember most of it and don't care. You know, I don't know. I don't even know, like, if I was hired like as a consultant, like make the Oscars cool. I don't know what I would do. I would probably cut like a bunch of categories or like, I, I, I mean, I don't know. The only way I could see making the Oscars cool is if it, if it lasted like an hour and a half. Wow. <laughs> and we gave out all the acting awards in the same five minute stretch. <laughs> we just opened the show with like, all right, here's, here's seven acting awards. And then like, I would make all the technical awards have like more backstage stuff for like the actual nominee bits, you know? Cause like, there's little things they try to do, like for the screenplay awards, they show you bits of the screenplay, that was but weird. they never, they, they've, they've done variations of that at different awards. They just never make, they're never good ones. Like when I read screenplays, sometimes I'll read a script and be like, oh, that's a really good passage. Like if this is up for an award 
and someone just read this aloud, it would sound really cool. They never pick passages like that. It's always just like, like, I mean, discarding the fact that the Joker was even nominated for a fucking writing Oscar. The bit of the script that they showed was like one of the worst written bits in the whole script, you know? Like, there were definitely other moments you could pluck out by themselves that almost make them seem like competent writers. Probably and they didn't even do that. Like, if they showed the words with, like, Joaquin actually performing them, maybe like, if you read this, this was trash, but him performing it. I almost think they should have put the screenplay. Like, if the screen... If... If a film is multiple things like that, like screenplay, actor, and, like, maybe best picture or something... Almost like com- combine the little vignette into like multiple things in one thing, and just like, all right. And then by the time you get to the war, like I don't need all this. Like I don't need the extra singing parts. Like I almost think like the song should just be the the part that bridges you to commercial. So by the time you get to like five commercial breaks, you've heard all the nominees because no one's really checking for music from from movies anyway like that anymore. Well, especially considering that every year there's usually only like a good song, if that, <laughs> you know, uh, it's not a category that it really attracts. Yeah, it's there's not, not the 90s anymore. Like, yeah, there's not a bunch 90s. of really dope original songs in, in movies. Like usually all the really cool music moments, even that montage they did kind of proved it. In modern movies, all of the really cool music moments are from pre-existing songs being used in a unique manner. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of little moments where I'm like, okay, like, you know, Tiny Dancer was it an original song and what almost famous came out. That's just a really cool moment in the movie. Um, like, they're not going to give away an award for, like, best use of a song in a movie at the Oscars. You know, otherwise, like, fucking Quentin Tarantino would be showing up every year or, like, Yo, Wes Anderson would be walking home with an Oscar for, like, in the kinks. It'd just kind of be pointless. Uh, you know, as we're talking about this, I realize all of the ideas I would have to make the Oscars cooler to me would actually make them insufferable to the masses. Because my biggest pet peeve about the Academy Awards is that all of the non-acting categories, like people don't really, uh, a lot of people don't always fully understand what each category means and does. Mm-hmm. So when when it comes up, people just have like the dumbest thought process about what should win or why. And, you know, I think about how there's tons of really cool behind the scenes footage and interview content for every film that's made. Yeah. How cool it would be if that was like, if in best cinematography, you actually showed some shit about how they were able to capture these images, what processes they used, things like that. Like, you know, for editing, if you showed like a piece of raw footage and then showed how they edited it to make it interesting in a sequence or something like but those things would kill the momentum of white people in suits uh, handing each other golden statues, you know? So I think we just sort of had to accept that the Oscars are going to be this kind of corny, archaic thing. And that's its purpose, <laughs> you know? Like, even when a, when a cool, new, vital thing wins an Oscar, it's taking something that's interesting and, you know, giving it the archaic seal of approval. So maybe this is how it's got to be. Yeah, this is the yeah. Yes, this is the way it is until, you know, they, they make up some new stuff, which is possible. You know, the Academy Wars ain't even really a hundred yet, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe like if they finally start having like stunt awards, you know, for like the stunt coordinators and stunt teams and stuff, 
then instead of having the best song, you could just have a bunch of like fight scenes reenacted throughout the Oscars on the stage. People, take, people taking falls and bumps from like upper <laughs> tiers, like hell. Man, can you imagine if the Oscars opened up with like some I don't know, like Aziz Ansari is the host or something, and then all of a sudden the stage just turns into him reenacting like, the elevator fight from Winter Soldier, you know, like on stage <laughs> while singing a stupid song. You know, I mean, like, it's weird, but it's like, hey, like. Again, it comes down to the fact that I think, you know, a musical award show can just show live music throughout their awards. Uh, a cinematic award show, you can't really make the Oscars, like, look better. It's a live telecast. You know, you're not going to have, like, who directed the Oscars this year? Oh, Herzog. <laughs> he decided to shoot the whole thing in 16 millimeter. Like, no, it's the Oscars. Like, there's just, it's always going to look like that, you know? Yeah, it's just, I, I never understood why it's overrun. To be quite honest, I'm mad when the Grammys go over by like an hour because I'm like, you guys, your planning sucks. But it, it is what it is. Was there any um? Was there anybody who didn't? Was there anything that didn't win that really that you wish had won? That's like a simple ass question. But you know, some of the yeah. other the categories, like man. It would have been so, nice if, they, if this person got this or whatever. Like, a, a lot of my frustrations were actually at the nomination level. Like, things that just straight up weren't even nominated. Yeah, okay. But in terms of stuff that was nominated but did not win, like, I really... I think that, for me, if I had to pick one that was the most egregious was Jojo Rabbit winning Best Adapted Screenplay. For me, uh, that category this year had a lot of fat in it to begin with. But, like, I feel like Taika Waititi took, like like an interesting kind of challenging book and turned it into like a goofy feel good comedy for like liberal America. And they gave him an Oscar for it. Uh, and I would have much rather seen that award go to little women. And um, the last couple of days, the discourse around that has just been really like sickening to me uh, where I've seen a lot of people voice the opinion I have, which is that little women is a better movie a better written movie and it's a more interesting and challenging adaptation of source material, which are like the three main things best adapted screenplay should be highlighting. Right. Yeah. And every time I see someone post like, man, Greta Gerwig was robbed. She adapted a book that's been adapted like four times and made it feel fresh and new and like, just got fucking nothing for it. You know, kind of like uh, star is born the previous year. Like, yeah, right. I, like, I, 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 yeah, it was different. I, 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 had, I had similar feelings. I thought that was, uh, I've, you know, I have some hangups about Star Wars born, but it's it, that's a pretty strong script, all things considered. You know, a lot of what makes that movie work is in the script, even though people don't think it that way. Yeah. But anytime you see someone point out, "Hey, Greta Girl was robbed. This is a really great script," it's like, yeah, well, but Taika Waititi's indigenous and like poor Jewish, so like white women need to stop trying to like steal his thunder, and it's like. Yo, man, like, I'm all for inclusion, and I'm all for, like, underrepresented groups being, you know, winning awards and stuff like that. But, like, no amount of, of you know, brownness or genetics is going to change the fact that Jojo Rabbit's a garbage movie to me. And it's really strange to me that we can't even have the conversation about, like, which of these five nominees was, like, the best without having this. It's like, I get to people like Taika Waititi. He seems nice. I'd hang out with him, I guess, you know. But... His movie sucked. This is like one of the worst movies I think I've I've seen in years, and I, and and it's so odd to me that it won an award that I don't think it deserved. And you can't even say that without people just being like, mm -hmm. uh, "It's yeah. you, yeah, you know." What I'm saying? It's just, it seems odd to me because I'm like, 
Why are we trying to make the guy that directed now two Thor movies an underdog? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> this dude has, like, he just directed, like, the finale of, like, a big Disney show. He has, like, a television show on FX that's, like, successful. Like, he's a huge name in Hollywood already. Uh, he's eating, like, eating quite He's well. eating very well. This is Greta Gerwig's, like, second movie, and people are trying to make it like she's some kind of, like, juggernaut that we have to tear down, you know? And it's just, that's really strange to me. The same thing happened, I feel like, with Lady Bird, where, like, you know, uh, a lot of people liked Lady Bird when it came out, but again, you know, she was up against, like, Jordan Peele and, like, Gamma del Toro and stuff, and people were just like, oh, it's just white feminism. And it's like, there are a lot of things that are fucked up and wrong in Hollywood that are, like, you know, the poster child of white feminism. It's just odd to me because I just don't think of Greta or her work in that way. And I don't know if she's done enough for me to for, for me to get that from her. That's what I'm saying like, though. It's like she's I still see her as movies. an actress to be quite honest. I'm like, oh yeah, she does make movies now. Like but it's like she <laughs> you know, she she came up in the mumblecore scene the same way a lot of like, you know, younger indie director guys did and stuff. But Lady Bird's her first, you know, sole writing, directing credit. And I think it's an incredible movie. I think it, I, I, I love it. And, you know, to me, it's weird that Little Women didn't get more awards overall because I'm like, it it's the sort of shit that Oscars love, it's right? Oscar and it's bait. the sort of thing that I hate. Like every year, if I see a poster with a bunch of people in, in the past, <laughs> like Yo, right away, I, I'm about to check out. It doesn't right. even matter what the movie is. Like, it could be about, like, they could also be ninjas or something, but part of me is like, oh, it's the past, and I know it's just going to be a bunch of people in rooms looking at each other and being sad over, like, writing letters, and I'm not, that's just not what I like in movies. But when I watched Little Women, man, I loved it. I thought it was, like, I, I thought that this movie, when I watched it, I thought, this is, like, unassailable. This is going to be humongous. That's how I felt. I thought this is, like, like... Like, if I like it this much, what about, like, all the white people in the world who love the past? Like, this shit's going to be huge. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is peak. Yeah, this is peak white people movie. Like, that's my only <laughs> issue with it is, like, oh, yeah, it's like white people in the past movie. Like, all right. But, but I almost, but, like, I was like, but it seems kind of like, yo, it is not getting any of the love, any of those previous white people. Like, what was the, the movie last year? Was it the uh, one with, um, the one about the queen and her two friends? Uh, oh, um, the favorite. The favorite. You got the favorite. You might have like Brooklyn. You have like a whole bunch of other these movies about like period, early twentieth century, late nineteenth century, seventeenth century, eighteenth century white people doing some period shit. And it's like, oh, this is like top three favorite. He's gonna win. And I was like, okay, Little Women. I almost like I was almost pre hating Little Women because like, yo, this joint about to be like a lot. And then I get to it, it's like. Yo, that's only got like three nominations. I'm like, for like, I think if really? I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, it got like costume design. Yeah, maybe? it won that. It won that because it, you know it's a period movie. It must she be really to make hard to make clothes. old dresses. You gotta make all them clothes. <laughs> like you can't go <laughs> like, to the thrift store for that. Like I'm like once upon a time in Hollywood. Like it's good, but you know you was in the thrift store for that. Like, like you know you. To me, it's like it's costume de- costume design, like costume design and like production design always going to a period movie always pisses me off. Like I really thought that Parasite should have got production design, um, personally, you know. But it's like, hey, what's my time in Hollywood took place in the past? It's hard to find old cars. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but to me, Little Women is like there's this thing about Greta Gerwig's movies where. Both Lady Bird and Little Women are, you know, ostensibly like white people movies. But 
when you watch them, there is something different about them compared to like like Lena Dunham's work or somebody like oh, that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think the number one thing that's different is I feel like Greta like clearly grew up, you know, like white people broke and her stories are very much informed by like, you know, not having things. Like Lady Bird is like one of the best movies, like modern movies to me about like being like poor. Yeah. Um, even though it's like authentically from like a white person in Sacramento's perspective versus, you know, like, you know, she's not like in like some like uh, opioid, Den in like a rural American. It's, it's not Winter's Bone. Yeah, it's not Winter's <laughs> Bone, right? But it's still like pretty rough for, yeah. for you know, and it's authentic and it's real. That's how that, that's like her life life story. And Little Women, even though it takes place in the past, it's based in a book, like that, you know, it deals with like the same thing about not having, you know. And it's interesting to me that the things that make it make her films unique to me, because uh, you can see it even in her work with Noah Baumbach, right? Like in Francis Ha and like and stuff like you know she's she, i can't think of somebody else making stories about being broken white in 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 film right now <laughs> the way she is and to me that's what sets it apart from her peers it makes it kind of better but the people that don't like her and shit on her prematurely i don't even think are wrestling with that element in her work they just see like a white woman prominently featured in anything and they're just like well here comes this bitch fuck her and it's like, but you guys, it's just odd to me that that's the narrative. It's like, yeah, like, fuck Greta Gerwig and white feminism. And it's like, okay, but Taika, though. <laughs> Two Thor movies, right? Like, I just, I just want to get that out of the way. Like, we're talking about a dude well, who parlayed making some really cringy art house movies and a couple of decent comedies into making two giant blockbusters. It was about to make a fucking Akira movie, and we're going to talk about this guy like... Hey man, things were really hard for Taika. You know, like it was really hard to add a cartoony version of Hitler to a book. Like, okay, all right, that's hey man, that's you, how y'all want to do it. Do it. You do know that once you get that that box logo on you, you get a nice sheen of unassailable unassailability. You know, what I'm saying, you know, they get you for cheap, they make you to a star, and then you have a, a a league of fans that will defend you to the ends of the earth because you made a funny Thor movie. That, that's how I feel about it. I'm like, y'all really gonna fucking go to war for this man because he made a funny Thor movie. And it's like, I like Ragnarok. You know, it's cool. I'll probably watch the his other funny Thor movie. But I don't know, man. I <laughs> to me, this just speaks to like a weird, troubling thing happening in like film fandom. You know, like I just, it's just odd. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's been um, it's 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 caught the virus. From superhero comics, and it was what I feared many years ago, and it is happening. We're watching it in real time. It's what we grew up with, and we're watching it all over again. It's just like when the bubble pop, it's gonna be way worse because there's a lot more jobs involved. But that's an entirely different. That's that's an entirely different conversation. That is a future episode. It's gonna be very depressing. But uh, I want to wrap up soon because I'm going yeah, to see yeah, yeah, busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are you looking forward to this year right now? The little bit that we kind of do know since we like we, we finished Sundance, but you know we still got like some big festivals and some random announcements and some movies being sold coming that we don't know everything's oh, yeah. going to be out in the fall. But uh, the big movies you know. I think I'm looking forward to for the new year is like I'm I'm a uh, you know Fincher. 
has a movie coming. Uh, you know, it's gonna be on Netflix. The make about the guy that you know uh, co-wrote Citizen Kane. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to New Fincher. Uh, Steven Soderbergh, The God, has another movie coming out this mm, year. Or two for all we know, because he has been shooting movies on random weekends and then announcing it. Um, there's a couple of uh, the new Wes Anderson movie. Definitely looking forward to that. You know, I like watching symmetrical shit. It's, and, cute, um, it's so cute. I love it. Like it's cute. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I mean, there's some. Um, I feel like I saw a trailer today for something where I was like, yeah, oh. Uh, I wasn't excited before, but I saw the trailer today for The Green Knight, the new A24 movie from the guy that made uh, Ghost Story and, and stuff like that. Like, uh, that movie looks really good with Dev Patel yeah, as, as Gawain. I yeah, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, okay, like, I'm I'm here for this. So, uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at now. I feel like there's going to be, like, ten movies that come out at the very end of the year that I'm not even thinking of that I'm going to end up loving. You know, that's kind of yeah. how it always goes. Man, all right, man. Uh, I want you to uh, promote yourself. You got the good YouTube channel, and then like all your handles. Oh yeah. So uh, if you want to find me anywhere on the internet, uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at All New Dom. It's where I like usually aggregate all my like different stuff. Uh, I write uh, at Spectrum Culture. You can find me on Rotten Tomatoes, RT certified. Uh, but mainly uh, now I run a YouTube channel called The Armchair Auteur. It's on YouTube. Um, it's just me every other week or so doing like f- film reviews, talking about different stuff, just doing what we're doing here, basically. Um, so, you know, check that out, subscribe and all that. Get some color into that video essay. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> really? It's, it's, I like the people, but it's very white. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but yeah, man, I want to thank you for coming on for this short episode, and we got to do it again probably. Maybe later in the year, once we get to the halfway mark, you know, post Definitely. post Black Widow, I guess you know that's yeah, that's a good uh, Disney halfway mark. You know. That's fair. They're not doing a movie a month this year; it's every every six weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I want to thank uh, thank you a lot, man. And hope thank you, man. Night. I guess I'll see you soon. Definitely, bro. Later. All right, peace. And yeah, but at least the Oscars weren't terrible. That was at least. <laughs> yeah, how how something. how was that? How was that being like surprised? Like that was a surprising I, Oscars. I was extremely surprised. Were you surprised? Well, first of all, what what were you rooting for? Because I know that we disagreed on Joker, but I don't know what else you really liked last year because we didn't really see each other last year. So, like, of I, the I nominees, we... what did you like or dislike? I think I and I'm on the minority side. I'm in the middle. I'm not even in the middle. I'm in my own side in regards to the Joker because I'm not with the people, the super supportive people, and I'm mm-hmm. not with like the folks who like hate it. But mm-hmm. I have, I've read forty years of Batman comics, so I'm coming at this from a different mm-hmm. view. But mm-hmm. like, I didn't even see all the nominees because like mm-hmm. I'm not in any guilds or clubs or like I don't. They don't send me movies, so if I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to see them. 
Like I thought, mm-hmm. 1917 was going to win because like I saw it and I was like, "Oh shit, it's the Lord of the Rings," but the original mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. And like I know why, like the Golden Globe people was like, "Yeah," and like they're European and shit. Like of course, this is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you get all this point. Like it's course it's going to win. Then I read the you know the anonymous picks in the THI. like, "Oh my god, these people love once upon a time of Hollywood." This joint might mm-hmm. come in on the low, but I was like, mm-hmm. they're never picking a East. They, I'm like, they're never picking something from Asia Mm-mm. to be the best film. Like, like now nah, it has subtitles. Like, you can't even watch the dub. Like, I don't even know these <laughs> people who watch the dub of like Crouch the Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'm like, you fucking savage. Like, right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. What is wrong well, with you? Something that I read that was really interesting, and I feel like this is like, this is probably obvious at this point but maybe not obvious i don't know but i read that now with like how they've changed the rules the the estimate is that like 50 percent of the academy is now international members so that was sort of interesting to me because like for sure like you said like once upon a time really ran on this campaign of like remember what hollywood used to be like and like remember like all this nostalgia like look at the industry like all that shit but then i do feel like there probably were tons of people voting for it for that reason but then also like if all the international members like sort of banded together for parasite like i totally could have seen the vote skewing that way but i thought like you said that since 1917 was winning almost everything leading up to it that was sort of an interesting indicator but then the flip side of that is that the largest percentage voting body in the academy are actors and and so parasite winning at the screen actors guild awards basically for their version of best film that also was a little bit of a clue that like maybe it's going to go parasite's way but for them to win both both film to win both best film and best best international film and best director right yeah and best original screenplay i mean like like, all all four like that's yeah that's (laughs) wild like yeah i was like huh like yeah, like Bong, just like you keep reading Bong's name. <laughs> I'm like, is this Korean man really out here? Like all like, yeah. I, I was like, say, whoa, yeah. yeah, like it went yeah. kind of regular. Like it was like, okay, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. I saw if he gets the award. You know, what I'm saying he right. has this funny speech. You know, Joaquin right. was going to get his. Sadly, right. Lord Dorn oh, was going. I shouldn't say Sally Lord Dorn got hers, but like there've been other times Lord Dorn deserves some shit. Laura Dern did not deserve. It. I mean, that was that was J Lo's award, and they just didn't want to give it to J Lo because she's playing like, a she's playing a stripper. You see, yeah. like it's not even about white people strip clubs either. Like, no, I like, no. I saw Hustlers. It's like, oh, like like white guys would go into that strip club, but like, nah, that's like the strip club as portrayed in the movie, which might not be the same way as it was in real life. Yo, mm-hmm. that strip club me and the homies would be at. I'm like, I know mm-hmm. what type of music. Like, that music was stuff I listened to. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I know everybody like the criminal scene, but I'm like, yeah, that's good for the movie. In real life, it would have probably been some shit from UGK, just to be quite yeah. honest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, like, I, mean, I know this whole that, thing. It's like, they're scared of that. They're scared of that, Rocky. Like, And that's why I felt like the Usher thing was so perfect. Because, like, oh. Usher would have been a per- Like, that was so timely. Like, it made so much sense. And I think... 
I think what's hilarious, though, is it's like Laura Dern is playing a divorce lawyer whose morals are, like, not good either. Like, she claims that she's, like, a champion for women, but, like, she basically is encouraging Scarlett Johansson's character to fuck over Adam's driver, Adam Driver's character, even if it's not deserved. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could very well read, like, Ray Liotta is very clearly meant to be, like, over the top and ridiculous and bad. But, like, Laura Dern is also playing a character who you could argue is bad. So it's interesting also that, like, that is what the Academy will accept. Like, oh, high-priced lawyer, divorce lawyer, we all recognize that. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, like, I understood, like, Mary's story. Like, that's just, like, that movie and... You know, once upon a time, it's like, yo, that's so close mm-hmm. to home for them. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I almost feel like they gave Laura during the, the joint for like, because she's basically playing the similar character she did on Big Little Lies and she ain't getting no awards. Oh, yet. yeah. Like, it was yes. like, yo, they yeah. robbed you at the Emmy. Yes. <laughs> yes. We got yes. you, Laura. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. You can have this Oscar. <laughs> like, like, I also could very we'll see i mean just from like a political point of view like laura dern is very well liked she has been very involved in the academy for a long time i mean the oscars are also like a political game really what surprised me what truly surprises me is that judy fucking won that renee zellweger won for judy like that i still that still kind of blows my mind no i knew she was gonna win that like when i saw it i'm like this is it oh god judy garland she's judy garland God, ugh, ugh, Julia. It's Judy Garland. It's like it was like she did a, a perfect impersonation. Like I'm like, oh, that's gonna win. What's beating but it? But I guess, but I guess that for me is like why sometimes I really feel like impersonations and like biopics and like other movies should be separate because there's part of me that feels like you mimicking someone doesn't sometimes feel to me as worth it as somebody who builds an entire character from scratch i don't know i, I mean would... i think it's i don't know it's like i i would be interested in looking back to see like how many years somebody has won just for playing somebody else because like rami won for playing Freddie mercury mm-hmm. like obviously Brene zellberger just won i don't know like if footage exists Forrest Whitaker of, won of... for playing to, right for playing a person uh right. jamie fox won for playing ray charles right. Right. Um, I don't know if the, if there's like a lot of footage of the guy that Mahershala played in Green Book, but like Mahershala won for playing mm-hmm. somebody who existed in real life. So like I would just be curious about that. But there's part of me that feels like it's like a lot of and, you know, like Charlize Theron playing Megan Kelly. Like, OK, like she was very good at looking like Megan Kelly and like copying her mannerisms. But like, like her. She sounded like a super yeah, good ass job. But, she was copying. But, but like she's copying. So, yes, I don't know. So that that was sort of exhausting. I also thought Renee Zellweger's speech was terrible. That is true. Like, really bad. Like, why are you talking about the Williams sisters right now? <laughs> that was so that is true. Is, is the whole Renee Zellweger in the tens is weird anyway. Like, yeah, remember like yeah. she disappeared and she came back all skinny and people was like, "Yo, what the fuck happened to her?" Like, yes. <laughs> you're like, "Yo, yeah. this ain't the same yes. woman that was in 
Bridget Jones Diary, Jerry Maguire, yes. and all these women. Yes. Like, who the fuck is this woman? Like, nah, yes. y'all playing with me. <laughs> like, yes. like, clone, yes. that's not oh, real. That's not a real person. She's now, like, she's now, like, super Texan. Like, she was always from Texas, but now the, like, Texan accent is, like, all you the goddamn time. You would never know in the, in the 90s. It was like, oh, I just thought she was a blonde girl from California. Right. Yeah. Oh, like, but, you're, you're but now you're super... Yeah super texan you're cowgirl okay. okay let's go right yeah That's you okay. wrangled you wrangled cows on the way here <laughs> <laughs> you own a ranch like what the fuck <laughs> it, yeah. yeah but like i, I knew that yeah. was gonna win because there's an entire generation of people yeah that have never seen judy garland right i would say you're in a minority of people in your age group that know about judy garland yeah, probably. And I'm at the tail end of people who grew up like, yeah, seeing all like not only just Wizard of Oz, but like all the stuff with Mickey Rooney, knowing about her yeah. life, learning about how yeah. tragic her end was. It was like her so and Elvis; tragic. they would keep going back and forth. Like, this is so sad. They were everything, yeah. and then you know Mickey Rooney was still out there in movies. This, he would talk about his time with us. I was like, like to me, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, this is, oh, this is the Judy Garland they don't talk about. Like, yeah. oh, the end. Like, oh, okay. Like, and yeah. it was like, she did the little songs. Nah, 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 nah. I was like, oh, this got the little songs in it? Oh, this is a rap. This is... She did all that. I was like, right? it's over. It's over. She won. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody who saw that yeah, know. Yeah, no, like, that's fair. Like, yeah. she did the singing and the dancing. And the impersonation. Yeah. She sang as Judy Garland. It's like It was like a Las Vegas review when you paid all the money <laughs> to sit down and be like, yo, this person's going to be Judy Garland? Like, oh, shit. Yo, give me my chips. <laughs> Give me my shrimp and my drink oh, yeah, and a no, steak. Like, no, I'm out with that's it. True. But, again, this is depressing to me that this, like, shrimp buffet performance. Las Vegas won, Review. Won the Oscar. Yo, can everybody go to Las Vegas? Can everybody okay. go there? Okay, but related, related, though, it blows my mind that Joaquin Phoenix won basically for copying Robert De Niro. And Robert De Niro couldn't even get nominated for the Irishman. <laughs> I know what happened with that. Like you could tell. That's so like, depressing. That's so a, depressing. They should. I know. I know what what Marty wanted to do. Yeah. But he shouldn't have done the de aging shit. Yeah, it wasn't great. It's like yo, the movie's three and a half hours long. If he's if he's in it for an hour and a half, and you got somebody else playing young Bobby D. You straight right. go get Joseph Gordon Levitt, put a bunch of makeup on him like you did with Bruce. We did like Bruce Willis or something. Dude, get somebody, yeah. put some makeup. He's young Bobby D. That's young Joe Pesci. That's young Al Pacino. Just, just go like, get it. And I see that's what that's what them. happened, yo. And it's about gangsters. And people want to say, you know, you know the the bullshit. Now it's like he made another gangster movie. Like no, he makes yeah. a movie about the Italian American experience in America in the twentieth century. It happens right. to be tied to crime unions and all this other shit that really happened in real life just like yeah. there's so many black movies that deals with racism the civil rights movement slavery and drugs it's yeah. the same shit except the stories what's around the stories is this it's like they're different but it's the same type of thing him and spike lee are the same, make they're making the same type of movies even the same yeah. as, as bitch ass woody allen like yeah. they're making yeah. new york movies about new york people Mm-hmm. about their ethnic group mm-hmm. like yeah i mean i said this and like you and i both agree on this like it, it feels very often to me like 
like Coppola, Scorsese, like all these people are making movies about like the first generation experience. Mm -hmm. But like nobody wants to talk. Like people are not thinking about those movies from that point of view because like, oh, well, like Coppola, Scorsese, like they're just white guys. The gangster gangster movies is like they're Italian Americans. They're not just white guys. Right. Like, they're not just white guys. So, but I feel like that, I do think legitimately that that is like a lot of the dismissal is that people, and this always comes down to our conversation too, about like racial dynamics versus like cultural and ethnic dynamics. And I feel like a lot of times it's like in the seventies, like that's what people were working through. And like the space for that kind of movie has collapsed in some ways and expanded in some ways because like we have the farewell like obviously like the farewell could not have been made a decade ago i think even and so like there's the asian (laughs) yeah like so like the asian american experience in that way is like expanding but i feel like then there's like a dismissal of what like marty is doing which i think is unfair but like i loved bong calling out marty like i loved that moment that was a great moment at the oscars like i loved him basically being like marty's the best Quentin's really good. I've also heard that Sam and Todd make movies. <laughs> like, like Bong was like, I don't know who y'all are. I'm sure your movies were fine. Thank you for this award. <laughs> I can probably say the only Sam Mendes movie he probably saw was probably American Beauty and Skyfall. Yeah. Don't you think, <laughs> no, you. I think don't you feel like Bong watched Road to Perdition? Yo, Sam Mendes made that? Yes. Yo, that you know when you when I think of that movie, it's Tom Hanks, and it's the fact that it's a comic book movie based on a DC property that everybody yes. forgets because yes. it's like oh, DC doesn't make good comic book movies. Like, bitch, have you no. seen Road to Perdition? Right, Road to Perdition is great, but that's why like <laughs> Sam Mendes has like a really interesting career because like he did Road, like he did American Beauty, which like I think everybody forgets that he made American Beauty at this point, but like he made American Beauty, he made Road to Perdition, he made Revolutionary Road, which like everybody lost their minds about because it's like Kate Winslet and Leo. Yeah, so then he was married to Kate Winslet for a little while, and then they got divorced, and then he made the Bond movies, and then he made 1917. So he's oh, like wait, another. He also made, didn't he? Didn't he make um? Did he make that the show the 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 dead the dead people show? No, he's not. That was somebody else. No, I don't think so. Okay, but yeah, bad. so it's like he's done like he's done a lot of like interesting stuff. But I feel like people at this point are just like, oh, he's done the Bond movies. It's like he's done so much other interesting stuff. But yeah, I feel like Bong probably saw Road to Perdition. I'm gonna I'm gonna just, say that. I uh, straight up like I didn't even. I didn't even think I didn't even think about that. Yeah, dude. Like I didn't even remember that he made like for real. I just think like yo, Tom Hanks is a gangster. Mm-hmm. Jude Law is so fucking good in that movie. Yo, like was it like uh James Bond is great in that goddamn movie. Right? <laughs> Daniel yeah, Craig is amazing. Like, dude, we're not even talking about Paul Newman. Like Paul, Paul New- Newman. Oh, he was so he's, oh man. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a good movie. Like but Sam Mendes is yeah. a Brit though, right? Yeah, he's British, yeah. So he's out here making, like, amazing shit in Britain, and it don't matter. Like, yeah. Like, so it's like, oh, he made a Bond movie. Like, you kind of got, like, eventually, Christopher Nolan's going to make a Bond movie because he's British. Like, he's like, yo, Um, I need to make this shit. Right. Also, did we know that Sam Mendes' dad is from Trinidad and Tobago? Oh, he's a white dude from there? I, I guess. 
hey man, colonizers, they be out there. I, I'm not. They're hey. out there. They're, <laughs> they're doing whatever. <laughs> Wait, like, didn't wasn't it like his grandfather that was in World War One? Like, you get to the end of the movie and it's just I like think? to like I was like, oh yeah, shit. you know, like oh. I, yeah. I, I'm clearly I'm surprised I'm the only person that walks around and said like yo 1917 is, is, is the Lord of the Rings yeah I think that because again I think that a lot of people I don't know man I think a lot of people don't understand that like a lot of art is made in response to something because again it's like people think that like Marty's just making gangster movies okay but you're not thinking about the fact that like the immigration experience of the 20th century fed into the need to create you know like mafia families to protect yourself because the police wouldn't like Lord of the Rings was inspired by the time in World War One with the trenches and good versus evil. Like, I feel like a lot of this stuff feels like divorced from context. And I feel like I feel that a lot because I think like you've seen this on Twitter. I'm sure that like since parasites win, there have been all these rich people who are like, I don't understand what the rich family did that was bad in Parasite. Like, did you see the co-creator of Chappelle Show, like, getting into it with a bunch of people online? Because he was like, Parasite wasn't a good movie. The rich family didn't do anything wrong. Did you see any of this? No. Oh, yeah. I still haven't watched all of Parasite yet. Okay, so, like, Neil Brennan from Chappelle Show, Mm -hmm. like, was just, like, randomly replying to people who were, like, praising Parasite. But he's a comedian, though. So we gotta take everything (laughs) you might say with a grain of salt. No, trust me, it was not comedic. <laughs> like, he was, like, going after people. Like, he went after this black woman who's, like, a TV writer. And he was, like, do you really think that, like, your understanding of media is, like, better than mine? And she was, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so it feels like it's, like, I feel like a lot of people are not understanding that, like, Bong as a filmmaker for like his last four films has critiqued capitalism as like an entire ecosystem. Yeah. Like, Okja, like Snowpiercer, like, there's no, like <laughs> Snowpiercer. Like it's like, it could not get more like, obvious. Yo, the poor people in the back of the train, the rich people in the front of the train. Yo, we got to get to right. the front of the train as Captain right. America and like right. a random Korean dude. You ain't never heard of in America unless you watch movies. Mm-hmm. And they're walking their way through the whole thing, fighting people. I'm like, oh, this shit is hard. Like, mm-hmm. these like really like like Hong Kong style fight scenes. Like it is, yeah. So it's it's very interesting to me too to see people who are like, oh, like Parasite, whatever. And I'm like, do you? But do you understand what Bong's doing? Like, like do you even get the it? Host? Like the whole like the host oh yeah the host and yeah like that shit sure. is like about america basically like like yeah. it's a monster movie yeah. about america like all his shit is about something but let's yeah. be honest americans even a lot of fans of east asian cinema don't understand what the, the hell is going on in east asian cinema like i'll talk to people it's like you don't you don't know what this is about like mm-hmm. some people just some people think akira is just about kids screaming like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. nah, man, this is about post-war mm-hmm. Japan and being hit with an atomic bomb. And, like, it's a lot of things going on. Or, like, old Bruce Lee movies is about, like, Japan's occupation of China. Mm-hmm. Well, because it, I, think, like, I, think, I think a lot of times it's, like, it's about format. And you know this probably better than most people because, like, you're so into animated stuff. 
it's like I feel like a lot of people think like, oh, it's animated, like that's not for adults. Or like, oh, it's like a horror movie, then it can't have anything to say. And so I feel like people treat like like I feel like a good example of this is like Get Out. Like Get Out was a genre breaking film and like it accomplished a lot within its format but then i feel like people think like get out was the only movie to do that whereas like horror has been doing that like for decades like it's been talking about like honestly who would die first in these scenarios (laughs) like if you go back to like romero's zombie movies like that's the shit he's talking about like night of the living dead like it's set in a fucking mall like a lot of these movies like are about critiquing our status quo but like i think it's so much the time people like don't look further than that and it's interesting to me because it's like sorry to bother you is a movie that is saying a lot of the same stuff that like parasite is saying but i haven't seen that many comparisons between the two of them so like it's just like it's it's just interesting it's the sorry to bother you twist we're like I remember when yeah. it came out, even like talking like Tim and stuff. It was like, yo, that part. Oh, Tim you hated the, it. The, the, wait, yeah. Spoiler. When, you talk, when the horse people pop out, yeah. people were like, yo, I don't understand what's going on. And I'm like, tell me more. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this is what I'm talking. Like, or like, I remember there's a part when I was watching Mother, right? This has nothing to do with this, but everybody was like into it in the beginning. And I was like, this shit is vile born. Yeah, yeah. Adam and Eve, blah, 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 blah. God, all this. And then like, when like the baby was taken and then ripped apart and shit and then like everything started going to hell and it was news cam i was like everyone was like i don't like this i was like yes yes humanity is trash this is this is a point this is the point this is one of his best shits ever yeah for sure and people like this movie's terrible i'm like this no it has a point (laughs) <laughs> yeah this works for me but i feel like that's exactly also like i feel like people are not uh, i mean I, again i could be wrong and maybe i'm like not giving people enough credit like whatever but like but i think people are not realizing that like parasite ends in a tragedy because the sun becomes a capitalist like i feel like the, do you know what i mean like I, I like i don't understand like i think people are not realizing that the sun being like dad i'm gonna make a lot of money and buy this house and free you like that's not supposed to be a good thing like that's not supposed to be a reassuring moment but i've definitely talked to people who are like oh no that's good like that's the it shows dream. how much right it shows how much he loves his family i'm like oh oh no oh you did not you did not get that then so that's been interesting and it's also been interesting seeing like a lot of celebrities also say that like you should see parasite like chrissy Teigen and like ryan reynolds and all this stuff and like i'm not saying that parasite says that like all rich people should be murdered because it's not really saying that i don't think Mm -hmm. but it is critiquing a system that allows multi-millionaires to exist so like it's very interesting to me to see like a lot of like support from like a-list people of this film without the self-awareness of like oh this movie is critiquing me do you know what i mean so like that's been sort of interesting to see in terms of like how american audiences have reacted to parasite so yeah so i don't know i just was really happy that it won and 
I mean, I would have been okay with most anything. Like, if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won, that would have been fine. Like, I, I, there were a lot of options this year, and, like, a lot of them were really good options. I just, I really was afraid that Joker was going to win a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, I, like, I, really... <laughs> I, I knew a lot of people who, like, who, like, shared your opinion and even more drastic versions of this opinion, and they saw all the award nominations, and they were all mm-hmm. worried. I'm like, Guys, we all seen the same movie. Right. Even if I like it, have you seen these other movies? Like, right. it's not, right. like, Joaquin is the only thing. I was surprised when people respected the score. I was like, once I saw her win a couple times, I was like, all right, bet she's going to win the score. But, yeah, like, yeah. that's, like, that's it. Like, nah, like, I just knew it. Like, it doesn't matter. It got 11. Like, half mm-hmm. of them were technical awards. I'm like, it's not going to win makeup. Like, mm-hmm. yo, they make Charlize Theron into Megyn Kelly. Like, right. Like, right. I, like, that's a win. Like, it's not winning costume. This woman had the soul. You know, period pieces. You, you know, first of all, correct. <laughs> period pieces usually always win. But costume was actually a surprise because I had seen in some of those, like, early uh, ballads that people, like, talked about or whatever, they kept talking about how much they liked Joker's suit. So I really thought, the like, suit is I dope, really thought, but... like, like, is the suit gonna be what wins? No, nah, like, just, it's you just, know, it was too. It's she had to make too many dresses. <laughs> she made so many dresses, like, so many dresses. I was mad that like Dolomite's my name wasn't nominated because oh, like that's yeah. an equal amount of work. Like, oh my god, she had to make all them clothes for all them people from a certain yeah. period in America, from a certain region. Yeah. And it was yep. like, okay, but they're probably like, yo, she got that joint for Black Panther last year, so nah, we she good for right now. Like, like yeah. I didn't expect it, it, it any way. Like, mm-hmm. I just knew Joker wasn't going to win it. Like, it's not winning Best Adapted Scream. Like, bruh, it's adapted because the creator was created by people in 1940. Like, what they're adapting Alan Moore shit. They're adapting, like, a couple other people's shit. Like, no, like, it's not getting... It ain't getting adapted. Like, what? It can't. It's not gonna win Best Picture. Like, it just. But it's not see, there. but I, and I totally understand that. But I also think that in a post Green Book world, nobody knows what the fuck is gonna happen. That's. I do think that's true, but I just like again. I was like, nineteen seventeen went too much shit. So I'm like, it's about war, and the right. world's going to trash, and right. war's real close. And you know right. how, like, Europe likes to remind us, like, hey, you know, when we start fighting each other, the whole world goes to crap. I always yeah. think that this thing's like, they always come out with a nice World War movie back when it's just like, hey, you know when we all beef? We pull everybody into this shit, and the world mm-hmm. is trash for, like, eight years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just, I, again, and then Parasite hit, I, I want to see the group chat. Because there had yeah. to be some type of conspiracy. <laughs> Not a bad one, <laughs> but literally, like, people were like, yo... Like we all read that person, those persons things on Hollywood Reporter. We cannot, yeah. let, we cannot let Quentin win. <laughs> well, what I think, I really think, what it probably came down to is, I could see there being like three really strong contingencies. Like I could really see all the British people voting for 1917. 
-hmm. I could see most of the older American people voting for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I could see, like, a lot of the younger group and the international group voting for Parasite. Especially because, like, how they do, like, the weighted ballot. Yeah. Like, I could definitely see, like, just various factions happening. And that's also how I sort of feel like Green Book won last year because I feel like probably a lot of groups like divided between what they were going to support and that allowed like green book to slide in or like shape of water like i love shape of water and like it was great and i thought it was like wonderful that it won or whatever but like shape of water was weird as hell so i could also I, I, see yeah. like if, i think they just wanted if a to lot give of him a, a award. i think they wanted like guillermo get his award so his homies he wouldn't be the only one left out i really I, really I mean, felt I think, like that. I think like, that, and I also feel like it's like you know, like what I, I think a lot too. It's like what is the vibe of the year? Like I feel like in this current cultural moment, like Parasite feels very relevant. So I could also see like you know, I I could very well see like certain voters being like, this feels like right now, and this feels like real life. Whereas I could also see Green Book being the opposite of that with people where it's like, oh, like, it would be so nice if, like, we could all come together. Let's vote for Green Book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Parasite well, is like, like is like what people could probably say. It's the Bernie and Warren movie. Like, right. capitalism yeah. is evil. <laughs> yeah. Except for where, you know, except for where, you know, Elizabeth Warren says that she is a proud capitalist. She doesn't believe she's not a socialist. It's really the Bernie movie. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'll consider myself a capitalist, too. But I consider myself a capitalist because this is what I was born into. So that's what it is. Right. Like, yeah. Like, like, that's a lot of it. It's like, I don't know any other system. So, sure, I'm a capitalist. But, like, do I actually think that that is the system? that would benefit all people no no i don't i don't yeah i mean obviously it hasn't like uh, so yeah so yeah but were there any things that really excited you like any wins that really excited you or any moments from the show that you really liked uh i liked brad pitt's speech Mm mm-hmm I liked it except for where he mentioned John Bolton because there's part of me that feels like those really explicitly political things like I don't care about. I do. Much. That's true. Like like John Bolton's trash, but I do get the point. Yeah, like, of like y'all didn't even let him testify. Y'all like y'all right. ain't shit. Like, but, like, but what I feel, but what I feel about John Bolton is like what I feel about all these motherfuckers. Where it's like John Bolton could just make an announcement. He could just call a press release, like well, call for a, a press conference, right? Like <laughs> fuck your fucking book. That's going to cost like 30 fucking dollars. Like if you actually cared about the country, you would just call a press conference and be like, this is all the shit I overheard. Yeah. Trump said, you don't need to subpoena me. Like, I'm just going to make all that shit public. Rocky, so like, uh, we got to get the bag. I know that's the statement of parasite. We got to get the bag. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that's the kind of shit where I'm just like, there was a part of me that's, and and honestly, and this is what it all comes down to, is like, so much of this political cycle and like, the Democrats have been like, you know, like, this election is about like, uniting the country. There's very much a part of me that does not care about uniting the country. <laughs> like, like, there's a part of the country that doesn't care about you at all. So like, why right, the fuck right. should I care about rural Montana? They don't give a fuck right. about me. They don't care about anybody. Outside so like, the area. 
Like my entire life, we've been operating under this assumption that like all of America should be like united. That's never happened ever. And like, why should I care about like compromising what I believe in? Because like some asshole in, in Wyoming thinks something different. So yeah, so that's just been like super, super tiring. Um, oh, I like the faces yeah. of everyone. When Eminem popped up on the stage, started oh my god, lose yourself. <laughs> That's amazing. The range of like emotions and right. like right. you could tell the ages of the people who oh, like yeah. everybody who like was like, oh like this is my time. Like Eminem, I'm an Eminem fan. I like rap music. They were all so focused. It was like, you know, Mom's mm-hmm. Spaghetti. You know, you got to lose yourself to the most. You can see it. They was rapping the whole time with it. Like, yeah, yeah. Marshall Mathis is on stage. Right. And then you got right. like the old people like, what? What is going? What is, what is I like. Marty was sleep. Was it? Marty, Marty was sleep. was like, oh, this is nap time. I'm out. Marty, Marty, Marty's clip is hilarious because Marty is like really slowly blinking, but also like nodding his head. So I feel like, <laughs> like Marty was just like, is weird but like i'll give it a chance and his daughter next to him was probably like dad this is actually really cool like i don't know what you're talking about and then billy <laughs> eilish was very bored she was like what like her right. face was like why but her brother right. though her brother was like yeah, oh, M&M. yeah. I'm yeah. M&M. <laughs> phineas. phineas was really excited like, you he was like the divide <laughs> like right yes. phineas was really excited and then like anthony ramos and jasmine and Cephas oh. Jones were like super into we spitting, it. We spitting bars. Yeah, they were really excited. So, <laughs> I would have I would have just a gif of them with the word bars over top because that's like that's yeah. peak rap fan right there. It's like yes, yeah. You hear him spitting those bars. Yes. Look at the cadence. <laughs> Look at the meter. There's a rap god on stage. We must focus. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. The only thing I didn't... There were a lot of moments where I felt like it's like they wanted to incorporate more young people. Um, and it just felt weird. Like, an, like for Anthony Ramos, it's like he introduced Lin-Manuel Miranda, who then introduced the musical segment, which then introduced Eminem. Like, it felt like there were a lot... Because there wasn't a host. It felt like there was a lot of, like, introductions and, like, segues and... I don't know. I don't know that I missed a host, but I don't know if the way that they did it this year is the way that they should always do it. Uh, Chris Rock and Steve Martin setting up things was like, yeah, they were so good. I'm like, why don't you just let them just be like, why don't y'all just call Audible and be like, yeah, you guys are hosting now. Right. You know who I really wish would host? I feel like Leslie Jones would be a really good host. Yes. You know, like, I feel like she's always very excited about things. Like, I liked the stuff that she did for the Olympics. Oh, like, you know, yeah. So <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that actually would have been really good. Like, I guess I'm just very tired of the fact that it's always, like, um, like late night TV hosts or, you know, people who have done it, like, a million times before. Like, I feel like Leslie would have been really good. I mean, like, there are tons of people that they could choose from. It's just, I don't know if they don't want to pay because like viewership is always down, they but like deal with the tweets, honestly, like the Kevin yeah. Hart thing ruined it. Like yeah, that's possible too. That's also possible. But then it's like it's two things. It's either like when you're making a contract with somebody, be like you need to delete all your old tweets, or that doesn't like, work anymore though. 
But see, I you know what though? I do feel like if somebody actually puts out like a preemptively like good statement, it would not matter. But like Kevin Hart like doubled down before he apologized. And I actually don't even remember if he ever actually apologized. Well he apologized but, like, before. But like okay. years before. But right. then they brought it back up and he's like right. but we went like this already happened. Right. And I thought but the I apology think- was good, so I have to apologize. Like it gets to a point where it's like, Oh, you mean I have to apologize about this for the rest of my entire life. Right. And, and, and I I'm not doing that. I I understand the point of it, but I guess my issue also with that is it's like, but theoretically you would be taking a job like as fa- here's my thing. I don't think anybody is as famous as they think they are anymore. Like, I think the peak height of being famous was like Prince and Michael Jackson. Like, I don't think anybody is as famous as people used to be like in the 80s and 90s. Okay. So there is very much a part of me that's like, yes, a lot of people know who Kevin Hart is. He's hugely popular but like let's be real like a lot of oscar viewers are like old ass white people so there is this part of me that feels like it's like i I sort of think if you're taking a job which is one of the most high profile jobs in the world then like people are gonna hold you accountable and i don't feel like i personally don't feel like it's that big of a deal if you're an exceptionally rich person taking a job that's going to make you even more rich just to like issue some sort of statement that explains sort of what happened and how you feel about it and i feel like it would have been as easy as like i'm so excited to host the oscars this year like i have grown a lot as a person blah blah, blah. or like my tweets no longer reflect what i believe like i don't know (laughs) like you know like he turned his apology into a netflix show so to go back to your point it's like everybody's just looking for like a way to monetize every aspect of their lives and that to me just is like sort of exhausting so i don't know it's like how i felt about Joaquin's speech like to be like a real asshole like there's part of me the the thing with the with the cow (laughs) yeah like i mean i don't know like i do think Joaquin's been doing a lot of like good work or whatever but there's also part of me that's like look man like you're winning for this award you're winning for a fucking comic book movie and like when you get up there like i understand that your intentions are good but like there's a better way to deliver what you want to say than this like oh man like i'm so nervous to be up here and like oh i'm like fidgety and i don't know what i want to say and it's like so much of this stuff it's like keep it moving like just say like Mm -hmm. thank you so much for this award like i have a really i have something that is really close to my heart that i want to share with you guys don't eat meat don't fly private blah 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 oh by the way so good though by the way by the way my girlfriend is the daughter of two billionaire families but i'm gonna come up here and tell you like my political opinions i don't know man it just yes yeah his speech was really good yes and that's what's like set him up and then like and then talking about the cow stuff i'm like yeah i and then like i didn't even know rooney mara was that caked up oh you didn't know that huh no she's the skinny chick that was in the social network and then she was in the, the 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 girl with the dragon tattoo like, her sister was in the first season of House Calls. That's it. That's it. That's all I know. I'm like, y'all the skinny white girls who be in some stuff. And then she kind of, like, disappeared. Yeah. She's not even in a lot of stuff right now. And then people tell She's me, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They own She's a bunch of teams. A- I'm like, what do you mean? What? Huh? 
Yeah, dude. They own the Steelers and the Giants. Like, yeah, dude. how do you own two football teams? Yeah. So, again, so not to be an asshole, but, like, Joaquin Phoenix wants to come tell me about how, like, we should all be vegan. Yeah. Being vegan is actually expensive. really fucking expensive. It's extremely expensive. So, yeah. Also, whatever, this might get me in trouble, whatever. I don't necessarily think, I don't appreciate somebody comparing, like, racism with, like, animal abuse. I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like his speech was trying to say well, that's, that, that's, like... That's peak white people shit. That's peak white people shit to be like, you know... And I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Like, the majority... It's something like some insane amount of land in the U.S. It's like more land is used for, like, cow farms in the U.S. than actual land that, like, people live on. So, yes, we have a major problem in this country in terms of what we eat. But, like, please don't come up there and tell me that, like, that is worse than racism or capitalism. Like, no, that's bad. Don't do that. And I definitely think that's what he did. <laughs> that was, like, his last, that was his last, like, yeah. like, his speeches, that was, like, his last thesis statement, right? So, like, yeah. whatever oh, his oh. his Golden Glow speech was, and then you get to his uh, SAG speech, then you get to his Baptist speech where everybody was like, uh, this is what uh, we talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then you get to the Oscar speech, it's like, <laughs> what do you mean about the cow, the calf being yanked from the, for the milk? But, like, yeah, but bruh, yeah. like, yes, like that's yeah. my thing. Even when people try to like get on me about like oat milk and stuff, I was like, mm-hmm. do you know how much oat milk costs? Do you know how much it costs? And like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, and here's my thing. This was always my thing, and I'm always gonna like you know this about me. All of these things are because of capitalism. All of these things, mm. like how expensive veganism is, like all of these things that you are making statements about are inherently because of an economic structure where the number one priority always is to make more money than the person next to you. Like if you really want to talk about like veganism and how we should all like change our lives, then like maybe talk about the cattle industry and how much power they have in terms of lobbying the U.S. government. Talk about the fact that like farmers get tons of agricultural kickbacks from the U.S. government. Like so it's just it's one of those things that's really hard for me because I feel like a lot of times so many of these speeches are talking about like what you can do as an individual and like a lot of stuff you can't do as an individual because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, so who yeah, is he talking so, to? Is he talking to people in the audience there who is his right, fellow rich right. people? Because he's right. damn sure he talking to the person who just watching Channel 7 because right. it's their ABC network and like Right. They haven't seen all the movies because because right. straight up being vegan is cool, but McDonald's put out the McGriddle McChicken and it costs a dollar fifty. It Bruh, costs a dollar. Yeah, I'm eating that dollar. shit. Right. Like I got a lot. Of, so, I, I got a lot of options. I got. I, right. I can't right. be vegan right now, but right. Right. So actually, it's one of those things where it's like, actually, like vegetables and stuff are inexpensive. But this entire like vegan lifestyle and like what goes into that is expensive. So it's just one of those things where like those moments from the Oscars like felt sort of out of touch to me and in a way sort of performative. Like Brad Pitt mentioning John Bolton. I don't care about that. Like Joaquin talking about veganism. I don't care about that. Like there's sometimes a part of me that feels like in these moments, can you just keep it like 
personal like bong talking about like how to make personal movies is like the most brave shit that you can do like that to me was what was meaningful but like i don't know i mean it was a good oscar ceremony and that like a lot of movies i liked were honored but i also it still kind of blows my mind that the irishman didn't win anything at all they still hate netflix rocky yeah well and to your point american factory right which obama okay obama yeah obama that's it yeah yeah that's it that's it like you don't want to nominate you don't want either of the two documentaries which are about syria and how the u.s has helped fuck up syria okay we're not gonna neither of those is gonna win like for sama should win yeah for sama was great for sama you can watch for free because frontline just put it on television one night that you could just watch whenever on the pbs site it's the it's the most actually easiest one to see right so accessible yeah and it's like, and it's nothing. I'm not even knocking what what they the movie they helped produce and they put out there. And these people, this is like their third time get get nominated. And they finally got one. But I'm like, okay. And it's like the only award Netflix get because they're still this bias. I still think everything that happened with Roma was because it was it was Mexican and all this shit Trump was doing in Mexico was the reason why I was one. Oh yeah. So you couldn't oh. deny it because yeah. it's that good. Right. So they had like people were going to straight up vote for it, but it wasn't for like it could it probably could have won more if it didn't have that red Netflix logo on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, and this goes back to the pair. It's all about like the cultural moment. Like right now, this was the right cultural moment for Parasite. Like, of course, people want to award American Factory because it's like, oh, like American workers. Like, and that's I'm not saying that any of that is bad because like all mute all movie viewing is like subjective. Like, yeah, you have like technical criteria, but it's all about like how it makes you feel and what you like. It's just some of these choices I feel like are sort of like blatantly in response to Trump in a way that makes me sort of tired. Because again, it makes you think that like Trump is the only problem. Like it absolves, not like, absolve people's like, guilt. Yeah, like not dude, like the entire fucking system is the problem. But like you just want to say that Trump is the problem. So yeah, so it was just it was an interesting year. I mean, I'm pleased by what won. I hope you finish Parasite. Like I need to talk to you about that, but Seems but like everybody yeah. needs to talk to me about Parasite. I'm like, yeah, there's so much television, though. I know, I know. There's <laughs> so much I, television. But I would be, but I would be really curious about your thoughts because, like, you've seen Bong's other movies, and like, I think you know the sort of stuff that he's trying to say. Yeah. So, like, I would be, I would be super curious what your thoughts are on it. And I'm sorry to like wrap you up. I just gotta, like, I gotta do some yeah, other yeah, shit. No, I, I never, I never planned to be on this long, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, I haven't seen you in, like, a fucking year, so... Because you'd be, like, far away. Well, it wasn't <laughs> you. I saw you at the film festival. I know, but that was, like, six months ago. <laughs> yeah. You live far. You live that far. was, like, a long-ass time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that, like, Fast and Furious will absolutely be something we have to see together, but that's, like, in yeah. two months. That's gonna be but, so yeah. lit. When Han come back? I... Yeah. I might have to yeah. be the annoying person in the audience for real, for real. Oh yeah, yeah he was well, we never to, dead. Right, we, have to, <laughs> we that's one that we definitely have to make sure that like we're all together for, um, because like that's gonna be the way to do that most hype. Like that will be good for sure. Black Avengers but, Five. Oh yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> I on, love man. it. 
I know. I know. Oh, but yeah. Tell people where they can follow you, where they can find your your writing. Oh, sure. Because you write a lot yeah. more places now. Right. I mean, some places. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Roxana R O X A N A underscore Hadadi H A D A D I. Um, my most common outlet is Pajiba. Um, I also write for the AV Club and Brightwall Dark Room and some other places. Um, so yeah, so just follow me. I mean, like fair warning, like eighty percent of my tweets are thirst tweets, which Julian knows. Um, but every so, so often, thirsty. I say something. So I say thirsty. something insightful on there. Did you see my very random James Marsden tweet that has gone viral for some reason? It has thirty-five thousand likes. What you mean the one that's talking about the the, the umbrella? <laughs> Oh, you you doing big things. You got a viral you got a viral tweet. Julian, That's what's up. So stupid. Like, Look it out Ian, there. Sonic is giving you gifts, god damn it. Um because you know who retweeted it yesterday? The original Magneto, Ian McKellen. Mm, the OG. Yeah. Magneto yeah. was some- right. Ian McKellen was like, you know what? James Marsden is very hot. I will retweet this. Young Gandalf. He's like, retweet. (laughs) (laughs) Young Gandalf out here. Thirst tweeting. (laughs) His old castmate. That's what I'm talking about. You do it. it. So good. You do a good liar. You do a good liar. Right. The Liar was really no, good. That was like, fine. That was, a, that was an adult that movie. That was great. That was a adult movie. I wanted movie. that. Was, that was a movie for adults. Right. They need right. to make more of those. Yeah. Like, movies for adults. That's what I want. Like, that's what I want. Had it's nobody like, in costumes, Rocky. No, nobody was nobody in costumes. in costumes. No. It didn't start out in Adam Sandler's ass. It wasn't Uncut Gems. Like, Yo, it was a great time. Fuck that movie. It was a great time. Me yeah. and the, me, the Safties is the new Lynch for me. Like I like you people gonna bring them up and I'll be like, "Yo, mm-hmm. all the drinks is kind of like not for me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what's hilarious? Did you did you hear that? Okay, I'll say this and then I'll get off. Did you hear that story that Scorsese told about the Safties, where he was like, they would just come to the set of The Irishman and like not leave. Like they would just like come and like post up for the day to like watch Marty work. Like, oh my God, that's what to... I want. How come gonna... that can't be my life? Like, are you kidding me? Oh, I can have a whole bunch of things I can say about that, but I might be called like a racist and a terrible person mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other yeah. shit. But yeah, yeah. privilege is yeah. a thing, though. Oh, capitalism. Rich, rich New York City privilege is a hell of a thing. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that the Safties are like rich as hell. <laughs> I, I, I could make movies about, about shitty white guys, too, if I had a whole bunch of money and people would give me access. Right. I'm like, oh, you went to a $30,000 a year prep school? Cool. Yeah. Like, I don't even dislike the Safdie brothers that much. Like, I Uncut Gems was fine. It's just interesting who becomes, like, how these narratives get made. That, like, the Safdies are these, like, gritty New York City filmmakers, like, doing so much with so little. And I'm like, yeah. you're really pretending that, like, the you're New York City... Right, that the New York City, like, rich art kid culture does not, like, it exists. Like, they benefit from that. Like, that doesn't mean that their movies aren't good. Like, they're technically very well made. But, like, again, you're coming from a system that was created to benefit you. So, yeah. That movie's about Lakeith Stansfield character? I would have liked it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's the only person I cared about that entire. And the the girlfriend, like, she was good. Like, she was coming through, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
She was yeah, dealing with shit, but right, she was fine. Like, and that's how I felt. Is like for the most part, it's like I don't always need to relate to a character to find them interesting or like to be interested in a movie about them. But there was so much about Sandler's character that I was like, I just. I like don't I don't care like I'm sorry and it didn't make me that anxious like everyone being like it's the movie I'm that like, made yeah. me like, the most nervous I'm like yeah gambling's bad nineteen seventy had me more tense than than like because uh, Jeff's I was like oh shit like yo oh man they busting at him they oh they oh man like what's gonna happen to the old boy like oh right they saved yeah. the man in the airplane oh he did them dirty like oh I'm like yeah. Mark Strong is yeah. here oh shit what's gonna happen like. I'm like, right. okay, James, I'm like, yeah, I've been to the Diamond District. Right. It ain't that tense. Like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Like, it's fine. Maybe like, don't gamble on, like, three games a night. You'll be all right. Like, you know, right. Maybe, cares? like, don't sell Kevin Garnett's championship ring and, like, it's good. Like, I, what do you want me to say? Yeah. 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 But, all right. Thanks for being all on. Right. No problem, we'll, man. We'll, we'll see each other soon in the coming yeah. first half of the yeah. year. Yeah. Please. I miss you so deeply. So, yeah, let's make that happen. All right. Have a great day. All right, day. man. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Bye.